what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Dude from Los Angeles podcast. Today in, in my sweatshop slash garage here in Boyle Heights, dude, I got uh, Joe Felix, right? Yeah. yeah that, right, that's man. my name, yeah. That's your name. Sometimes people just change up their last name, you know, on, on, on the interwebs and, and you, you know, like I just always like Felix the Cat, man, so I, I use it on, yeah. on Instagram. But yeah, man, so fucking stand up. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I do stand up, uh, write sketch, I do improv. Uh, I do a lot of improv in Espanol, uh-huh. right? part of a couple of teams. Uh, to talk about your point where people change their name, dude. Yeah. I do know a couple of like Latino folk who uh, are in the industry, right? And then they they remove their last name, their like, uh, Hispanic last name, uh-huh. and they put their middle name. And it's like they do sound a little bit more Anglo. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to name anyone. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to like, throw them on uh, the list, but yeah, that's... Stephen George or something like that. Yeah, Stephen George, uh-huh. and it's like you can see the nopal on their forehead. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, stand up. Imp- I've been doing stand up for about uh, on and off for ten years. So let's oh, say a solid shit. six years of actually doing it. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, sketch for two years, improv for two years, but um, the sketch and improv has been like really prolific, uh, mostly because of the fact that uh, I joined the and joined and found. Like a bunch of like Latinx performers, uh-huh. right? And I was talking about this earlier uh, or yesterday yeah. with like because right now we're in the works of not the pachanga but like uh, this other group of like creatives who are tired of uh, the UCB theater and like the Second City and Groundlings and like how they kind of they they use diversity in a very sort of suspect way, uh-huh. right? And like their initi- their initiatives always start with like from the perspective of like Anglo privileged people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yesterday when we were all like talking about like, um, the sort of trespasses that happened or like the transgressions, I mean, that happened like with a lot of creatives, like, and this is like Latinx people. These are, uh, black folk. These are like, so these are like bi PLC people and LGBTQ people. And, you know, you know, you try to get all these people who are like originally marginalized, but are uh, hoping to come together to work on a new theater. Right. I was telling them that. It, when I started comedy, um, I had, so I grew up in Northeast LA, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, you're, like, right up the street. Yeah, but I'm not East LA, like, quite, I can never, like, represent Boyle Heights, even though I do want to, like, uh, protect Boyle Heights as much as I can. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I'm right here in uh, Hillside Village, which is between City Terrace, El Sereno, and Lincoln Heights. Hey, yeah, I mean, you're basically here, you know? <laughs> it's, it's I, it, it, you know, I get it, I get it, the division, you're closer to Wilson High School. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't, I don't, I'm not like a, a, a mule pride kind of guy, right? I Did you go to Wilson? I went to Wilson, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be. Yeah. Fuck Franklin, right? I, nah, I know. <laughs> Franklin? Nah, man. I think that's where... Uh, no, I had a, a long, weird trajectory with my schooling, right? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, before I... If yeah, I ever get into that... Uh, I was talking... I was mentioning to that group yesterday that... Um, like, a lot of my creative endeavors were stifled because of how, like, alienating comedy can be. Uh-huh. Uh, I was mentioning to him, like, so in high school, uh, senior year, I started doing improv. Yeah. All right, and I, like... Get that thing right up there. Yeah. yeah. I started doing improv, and um, 
and I, I was ready to do stand-up as soon as I left high school and got, my, like, my car and started doing community college and all that. And, like, stand-up is, in itself is very, like, independent venture. Yeah. Right? You, you're up there. You're doing open mics. You're up to, like, 1 a.m. to do five, three to five minutes, right? You've paid 8 to $10 for a drink or whatever, yeah. right? And it's very, like, isolating, right? But even then, I thought, you know, this is worth it because at least I'm in the trenches with all these guys, right? We're all mm-hmm. coming up together. <clears throat> But it's alienating because it, you know, it's a bunch of white dudes, right? Mm. And I don't talk about Star Wars, bro. I don't talk about uh, Game of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones wasn't big when I when I first started, but like we just didn't have the same mindsets, right? We didn't have like really any any sort of bridge that that would like bring us together. So it was hard to just talk to these guys, right? Mm. And a lot of them were just like uh, dudes who felt like they were being like passed up on, right? This, this sort of like entitlement. So. They were just angry dudes who I couldn't talk to, right? So, like, I did stand-up on and off for years. One, because I, you know, uh, either I had a car or I didn't. And it's hard to go to, like, Hollywood and, like, come back and go to school and do, like, and then go to work and all that. Yeah, it's a big mess, right? Yeah. But, like, um, like two, three years ago, uh, I had, like, this really, like, interesting, like, existential moment where... um, I was going on a road trip that I didn't want to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my uncles was throwing my little brother a party in Las Vegas, right? And I hadn't I mean, done you have to go, right? I mean, just like oh, any... I don't, I didn't want to go. Uh, nobody uh, yeah. does, but yeah. you're like, Ugh. yeah, like because my mom wanted me to. I wasn't going to let my mom, and my my little brother's like at the time. I think he was maybe like five. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to let her take that venture on her own, right? And it's right. like it's a four hour trip. Four-hour trip in like in an under maintenance uh, oh. Honda CRV, so it's like right. rattling the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so I remember I was just like miserable. I just didn't didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Right, I had to stay at my uncle's house for like two days, mm-hmm. and the whole time I was listening to Kyle Kinane. Are you familiar with? No, Kyle Kinane. Great, great stand-up. Of uh, like, if if I could be more like any other stand-up, it'd be him. He's very creative. He's very good at storytelling and all that. Okay. And then I remember thinking, oh, I need to like do stand-up because. I'm literally in a moment where I can't do what I want to do because mm-hmm. I have to I have these obligations. And that's when, like, it was most prevalent to me that, or most clear to me that that's what I should be doing, right? right. So I decided to go back into doing comedy. So, um, you know, naturally when you want to do stand-up, the first thing you do is you sign up for an improv class. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it goes. And then um, I found that... Uh, it was a little nicer, right? People would mm-hmm. talk to each other. It wasn't just people just waiting to do uh, stage time, right? And uh, eventually I came across, I hope he's fine with me mentioning his name, Andrew Lamelli, who's, who's a Boyle Heights native. Right? Oh, okay. I'll tell you exa- his exact address right now. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll go knock on his door. He Hopefully, you know, hopefully he's there. Oh, man. But it probably is because he's, he's really safe about the COVID stuff. All right. And I think he's like telecommuting for work, oh. so he, he should be there. That's a good move. Yeah, let's go. Little, yeah, do a little field trip. Yeah, yeah. Let's go check out his pad. Um, so yeah, and but he was like one of the few. Like when I first started doing improv and sketch, he was one of the first few Latino guys who was there. Uh huh. And then there were other Latino people who had been doing it for years, who had been mm-hmm. struggling to like, not struggling, but like working hard mm-hmm. at trying to get stage time, at trying to like get their own like recurring shows at Second City, which. Um, if I can just say, it's a Geraldo, which I I hope that everyone goes and watches him. 
they're an amazing group of improvisers and like actors, right? And um, but they were relegated to just once a month. Okay. Which is tough, right? You get yeah. to see, and like so, if you miss it, you miss it, dude. You have to yeah. wait another month, right? But uh, that was very like motivating to me to be like, oh, okay, now, okay, stand up. I mean, uh, improv and um, sketch is a is a place where I can kind of like develop my creative. Uh, abilities that isn't just like a miserable stand-up five-minute set right yeah i mean i was getting booked for like longer sets right but that's uh comparatively to like you know the open mics it's it's different it's something else you were do- i had seen you were doing like sets in, in like a car wash yeah so fucking like you know yeah it's it's you know i'm always i've always been fascinated with like just the you know with stand-up you know i've i've dabbled a little bit but you know you were on. You're on such a grind that you're like, "What fucking stand up show in a car wash?" I'm there. <laughs> it's like you got a microphone and a fucking speaker. Oh yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Actually, Andy and I were the ones who produced that show. Uh huh. I worked at that gas station for real. Oh, it was a yeah. gas station. Yeah, I, I just left. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a gas station, body shop, general mechanic, car wash. Beautiful. And diesel station. So it wasn't a gas station. It was like we service like you know eighteen wheelers and all that. Oh shit! So it smelled like smoke, like like soap and gas when when people were yeah, there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I was inhaling for like every weekend for 24 hours because uh-huh. uh, I would work 12 hour shifts Saturday and Sunday, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, get it, get all my work out of the way, right? Um, but yeah, that car wash show was, was interesting because like yeah. it's one of those things where you have to self-produce, man. Yeah. Because you can't, uh, it's hard to find stage time. Like you'll hear a lot of comics talk about like, it's strange the material that you developed mm-hmm. that like comics will develop given that they only have three to five minutes to actually develop it. True. You can, especially, I mean, I mean, more so in Los Angeles, yeah. right? Like once, uh, I remember the first time I did 15 minutes, uh, I went, I was in Hemet. Huh. That's. Yeah, you oh. got to drive way out there. Like, yeah. yeah into the I desert. I drove for hours into the desert <laughs> yeah. to do 15 yeah. minutes. You're pretty much in Vegas. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a rattling <laughs> car. Yeah. But also like, you feel less uncomfortable, less comfortable because you're like, am I going to be murdered it's a different it's a different crowd right i mean you get a lot more like you know country folk maybe you know some off-road family you know that, that i could probably relate but even then right you're like shit it's i don't know if i don't have any fucking off-road jokes for these oh like, yeah sand people yeah, yeah it's like how do i what do i talk to them about because all my stuff is like from like an experience of being in an urban sort of landscape yeah yeah don't you guys hate it when you're wine you know, gets on your nice shoes. <laughs> yeah. Don't you hate it when you're on the 405? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, just, yeah. You, you can't hear KCRW as clearly Fly. as you would like to. Right? It's just the bottles start flying, you know? The yeah. hatred starts immediately. Yeah. Isn't it another day that it's 77 degrees, right? Yeah. Am I the only one? <laughs> uh, uh, and then, uh, so. The stage time, yeah. Yeah, stage, stage time. It's harder to get, and then you have awesome. to go out. Yeah, you have to do. They have, have to put up shows and car washes, uh-huh. right? To like, no audience. I remember uh, that day, I bought a bunch of poster boards and then I, I just wrote "comedy show free car oh, wash," shit. right? And just it was in the arts district, uh-huh. right? Right there in Santa Fe. Yeah. Okay. So, so right I went there. to like uh, Stumptown Coffee and I put up a, a little poster. Then mm-hmm. I went up to um, Pizzanista around Perfect. there, put right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to like Maru Coffee. A place around there, yeah. All, just all these, Boom. yeah. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna get some people, get some foot traffic, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then, like, when I started doing improv and sketch, that's when I started getting the most stage time as a stand-up. Really? 
Yeah, because you already have a crowd, right? The crowd's already there. Well, is, so is, is it easier to get a crowd for like, um, you know, for sketch or improv? I would say it's, I, I feel like it's the same. Same? Yeah, I think each group has like, uh, each type of comedy has its, its devoted fans, right? Uh-huh. And um, well, what I mean is that like people who would watch me do improv or mm-hmm. sketch are like, oh, that was cool. You know, you talk to them after and they're like, oh, my buddy or themselves, they run like a stand-up thing. Or they watch, or they run like a, a mix sort of, um, like a mix like, show. Yeah, and they're like, c- "Come on, right? Do and some stand up real quick, you know, before everything starts." That that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and it was really dope. And like, um, I think for like before COVID mm-hmm. and all that started, I was performing at least once a week. Oh shit! Not just like at open mics, but like on booked shows, whether it was for stand up, sketch, or improv. Wow. And yeah, uh, but I have a lot of. Uh, I have to look, give a lot of credit to uh, joining the Latinx Comedy Pachanga, the yeah. show you went to and, and you watched at yeah. the uh, Los Angeles Diversity Comedy Festival. Yeah, man. Because all those guys have been grinding for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're all very talented, and they're all, like, because it, it's such a difficult um, thing to find, community, in, like, in Hollywood. Makes sense. That, like, you almost instantly click because you have so many, even if, like, like I, <clears throat> I, 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 I've never met any Puerto Rican people uh-huh. before I went to like Hollywood and like did my my stuff. Yeah. In fact, I, I think the first person that I met that was Puerto Rican was a uh, one of my my improv teammates named uh, Audrey Pinto, uh-huh. right? Who is part of um, is it okay if I mention her Instagram yeah, thing? That's yeah, yeah. Uh, she's part Shut of uh, Somos Tati and Tita, uh-huh. which is a uh, online like content series that she does with her cousin, and they're they're both actors. And they're both very, very funny. Damn. But yeah, Audrey was like the first Puerto Rican person I met. And it took me like, I think I was like 25 or 26 at the time. It took me all that time. Yeah, because I mean, we don't get a lot of them here in LA. Yeah. You know, we, we, you have to go to New York. For the most part, they're all, Me- you know, we're all Mexican. A bunch of Salvadorians if you go down to, you know, Ethan Alvarado. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and then, you know, the whole mix of Central Americans and stuff. It's like, how often do you run into a Honduran, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, Londoreño, like it's it's a little it's a little rare. A Cuban, even even you know even more so. Or a, God forbid, you even find yourself the unicorn, which is the like somebody from Uruguay, you know? You're yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, you never you run yeah. never run into these people, and like yeah. you want to, right? Because it's like you know, you, it's super to, cool, man. Yeah, super cool. They have so much more to bring in, like uh, like definitely LA is homogenized in a way with like uh, Mexican American people. Yeah, yeah, it's closer. Yeah, it makes definitely. sense. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, I do. Real quick, uh, uh-huh. the, the the one person from uh, Honduras, I think, I think I I specifically knew him in South Central. And oh, I think they, they literally just called him El Catracho. El Catracho. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, uh, that's what that means, right? It's, I don't Someone know. Someone from Honduras. Is uh-huh. That's Catracho. So they just literally called him the guy from Honduras. So that happens, man. We have a neighbor. His name's Carlos. I barely found out his name yesterday. His name's Carlos. Oh. Everybody calls him El Peruano. Because he's the only one. Yeah. So they just call him, ah, el pinche peruano. <laughs> so yeah. It just goes on. But, um, yeah, people will fall into this, like, you know, yeah, you're, you're an oddity here, so. It's weird how, like, how bad we, how people are at, at nicknames. It's like, yeah. that's the one thing that's, like, different about you. Yeah. That's what we're going to call you. We're going to call you. Yeah. yeah did, you, did you get any nicknames growing up, or? Uh, no, but what I did Good. get was people just saying my full name. What the hell? All the time. Yeah. Uh, hey, Joe Felix. Makes sense. 
Is it just Joe or is it Jose? Oh, my name is Just Joe. Just Joe. Yeah. Just. Wow. Fucking strong on your parents' part. Just yeah, say yeah. fucking Joe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a real solid. I, I think it's kind of a stage name, too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it goes, it goes perfect. Felix, too. You know, it's like. Yeah. And the thing is, like, uh, people think it's, I think on paper, people might think it's a very, like, Anglo, like, mm-hmm. like Northern European name. But it's a, it's a Spanish surname, right? Uh-huh. Which I'm not Felix. like, I'm not proud of like the Spanish heritage or whatever, right? But it's Felix, right? I mean, it's it's your last name. That's yeah. cool. Bro. <laughs> and like, uh, it's not like you changed your name to be like you know more more from like Valencia or something, you know? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, something way more Iberian Peninsula ish. Yeah, and I also had the opportunity to get do the stage name because my uh, my mom's uh, surname is uh, Rodriguez. Oh, okay. See, that's where you lit up a bit, right? Where yeah. you're like, oh, that's, yes, that's Hispanic. Right? Well, it's, it's very, well, you're just super common, right? Is it like Rodriguez and oh, Gonzalez, yes. those are like the top, those are yeah. top rank. Yeah, then that's why I'm like, I'm super weary about dating Latino people. Because uh-huh. right? I'm like, oh, we're probably related. Mate, no, you, but Felix is, you could get away with that. You know? Well, Felix, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you you can't date another Felix, though. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, stay away. Yeah, I think all of them are like, in, or a lot of them are in Sinaloa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, just don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> just good. don't go there. Hey, man, I go to my parents, like, you know, Pueblo and stuff in Mexico, and it's everybody over there always asks, what's your last name first when they're picking up on a girl? Yeah. Because you just don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, what's your last name? Oh, uh, okay. All right. Cool. Peace. You know, we're probably second cousins on some, on some yeah. you know, weird avenue. Well, uh, one, I think they do that in 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 Iceland uh-huh. because they have an app where you can see how closely you re- you're related to like someone who you might be picking up at a bar. Oh shit! Uh, two, also, can I ask where your parents are from? Yeah, they're from uh, like near Guadalajara. Everybody always says that, right? But um, it's called Arenal, and it's on the way to Tequila. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a fucking dope place. I was just there like uh, uh, March. And is that why you're a mezcal guy? Yes, that's why I'm I'm a I'm a tequila guy, and I. You could have some of the stuff out of the barrel. Oh, uh, that shit's been aging for like going on a year now. Um, amazing, amazing now. Yeah, it's it's just a smaller barrel. Really, just fucking amplifies all the flavors. Like uh, it, it just ages it a lot faster. How many times? How many like uh, batches or whatever have you had with that? That I've I've done about f- six. So I usually let it go for about a year, and then and then I bottle it, and then I fill it up again, and you know. Because it's a fucking Mexican household, so a little bit always, you know, some of it evaporates. They call it the angel share. But here, there there should be the fucking me la están robando los mexicanos, cabrones. They always come (laughs) over for a fucking party and they take a little bit. So that's like, it's like way low. But whatever's left in there is delicious. Yeah, that's precious, dude. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like kind of like seasoned, right? Oh, super seasoned. Yeah, 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 definitely now. But yeah, man, I'm super into tequila and mezcal. Mezcal just kind of happened, uh, you know, my wife's family's from Guerrero, so I just, I, I, they all drink mezcal, and, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a fucking deep, dark hole they could go into, you know, just been yeah. days, oh, yeah, it's, it's... Wait, days, like, drinking mezcal? No, 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 I'm just saying, like, like, just learning and, and, and talking about it, it's a... Oh, yeah. It's interesting, you know, it's like we talk about rock and roll, you know? Yeah, just yeah. Talk about different avenues, you know, how... You get the blues, you know, let's say that's tequila. And you have just overall rock and roll, which is mezcal. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's just a, yeah. It's I, a cool I don't know too much about it. Like, yeah. um, I think I was introduced to mezcal like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Probably me too, man. Really? To be honest with you, yeah. Oh. We've been drinking tequila since I was a kid. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Scott's Club, dude, if they have it, you got to order it. Even if it's, like, like at a bar or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it's kind of funny, dude. I feel, like, very exotified uh-huh. when I do order it. Like, because I, I have a bunch of, like, yeah, I have a yeah, bunch yeah, of, like, yeah. you know, Asian and, like, white friends, right? Right. And like, oh, what's that, Joe? Like, what what are you drinking, right? Ooh, mezcal. And it's, dude, like, it's I don't have, like, a, a great palate for, like, liquor. Right, mm-hmm. but because I'll, I'll order Miscon, they're like, wow, this guy really, he's on some shit, you know? Dude, before the fucking coronavirus, it was always cool if you ordered a Corona. Like, you always looked like more of a badass. Like, yeah. Oh, you, this guy doesn't give a shit about flavor. <laughs> 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 or yeah. what's going in his body. Like, he just, he loves the bad life, you know? It's, yeah, he. The Corona is always like, when you ho- my, my brother told me that. And after he told me that, I was like, I think you're right. Like, yeah. you just look like some. Badass, you yeah. Know? You like if you drink Corona, you look like the kind of guy who will like uh, flip tortillas with his bare hands, exactly. Right? There you, you go. You look right. like the kind of guy who will like uh, who knows how to like chop wood. Fuck Yeah, you look like the kind of guy who like will open, you know what? Right, you look right. like the kind of guy who will open up a radiator cap even though the car's hot <laughs> it's and like, but the steam won't come out. And you're just like, How'd you do that? How'd you do that? Well, yeah, fucking cool. That's what happened. Yeah, it's because yeah. I drink Corona, exactly. Right. Yeah, you look like the kind of guy that doesn't wash his hair with like fucking shampoo, like yeah. you just. It's just soap, you know, or like some clay, dude, soap. or like you get oh, yeah. some Dirt. of the, the grout from the the tiles that are like the tap. What do you call it? Like deteriorating. Yeah, you get yeah. some of that. You scoop that up. Put scoop it, it up a little. Yeah, a little freaking grout. Yeah. I believe uh, that. I think you could do this for for days. This little game about like sure. what a Corona, Corona guy. Drinker? Yeah, dude. And then Modelo's like the softer guy. So yeah. Modelo is like Mo- Modelo. You probably listen to Chicano Batman. I right. believe that. Yeah, there you, you go. Modelo guy, probably like uh, you know, you, you're you're a Morrissey fan. You're a Morrissey fan. Yeah. Yeah. You um, you know, like you try to get to know the names of the taqueros. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you try to like you're like how are you you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. actually good. That's actually a good one. Like uh, uh-huh. a Modelo guy will like. <laughs> he'll like he'll think twice about wearing Cortez shoes because of like the history behind Cortez. Oh, that's yeah. so hilarious! That's yeah. so hilarious. I might be a Modelo trigger. Yeah. There you go, dude. That's good. Yeah, that's how you know. It's, that's a good way of like. There's like astrology with white girls, right? Uh-huh. Then there's there are the beers of the like Latino dudes, right? That that's a good that's and that, a good that tells you who sketch. you are. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Personally, I'm a fucking Carta Blanca guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know so much don't, about that. Exactly. So it's like oh, I like these, I like these little things that you know people don't know about, but they're really delicious. Just they, they kind of fly a little low key, you know. Oh okay, so like I just appreciate the. So right. you're you're the kind of guy who like was the. Maybe on you were listening to synthwave because before it got really popular. Yeah, and then I gave it up because yeah. everybody knows about yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I used to do that a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Just I remember it with Parasite, dude. You know that movie Parasite? Yeah, dude. I saw it in theaters before it blew up. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I'm on the opposite end of that. Uh-huh. I remember um, I asked one of my friends if she wanted to go to this uh, thing at the ArcLight, uh-huh. where I forgot which is a famous Korean um, chef. He was like Joe Boy. Joe Coy is a comic. Oh, yeah, my bad. What's his name? Fucking David Ro- Cho. Ro- Ro- Choi? I'm Ro- a, I'm a, oh, Roy Choi? Cho? Uh, maybe. The ugly, delicious guy? I don't I don't remember. It's been, you know, yeah, more than a year. He's pretty badass. Well, he was going to, like, serve, like, a three-meal course or something like that uh-huh. during the movie or before. Something like that. It was a whole event, right? God damn. And she was like, I'm busy right now, right? Uh-huh. So I... I go, it's either I go now or yeah. I don't go at all. Those right? moments happen, dude. Yeah, it yeah. happens. For me, I'm a real asshole when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. uh, culture and stuff like that. Either I'm pioneering it or I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this later. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like last year was the first time I, I watched Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. 
damn. Yeah. So you just sat down and started watching Seinfeld? Like, season one, boop, up. Yeah, um, I think, uh, so last year, I lived in uh, Los Feliz for uh-huh. some time. Right. And I was like, well, this is like a... It's, it's nice. Like, right off of Hillhurst, or just like... Uh, right off of uh, Vermont. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right there, right uh, next to uh, Fred 62. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, just like, I can't tell you exactly where, but it's like, it's it was cool. a very notable apartment. It's like, damn, it's very prominent. It was a cool place to live, right? Oh, yeah. It was nice. Uh, but that's the reason why I watched Seinfeld, because I was like, all right, I'm amongst white people. So you got you to gotta learn their I got to learn, yeah. That would make sense. I mean, Seinfeld's a very Jewish show. You got to like, that's if you live like on 3rd Street and La Brea. You oh, know? yeah? You'd you watch so? them yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, just go over there to like Cantor's Deli. Exactly. And, yeah, and just... Oh, dude. Now, make your way to fucking Langer's like a real, oh, yeah. like a real, you know, pastrami fanatic. That's the place. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're up on Hillhurst, I'd probably say you got to watch, yeah, your Game of Thrones. You got to watch maybe Peaky Blinders and, and you know, Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried Peaky Blinders. I just can't do British comedies. Really? Dude, there's some good ones. Fleabag is, is really good. That's what I keep hearing. But that's it's that's your really uh, that's your Carta Blanca kind of coming out there. No, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I like some. There's, a, there's another one called that I think you would fucking love. It's it's a uh, it's called Borderline, and it's a British. Basically, think about like the the Office, but at a at a freaking airport, at a small airport, and there's security like they're, like they're the TSA. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking. If it doesn't have you laughing in the first five minutes with that fucking scene, there's a scene, man, in the first episode, first five minutes where it's just fucking like, God damn, this is. This That's is a real cool. hook, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Border, borderline. Borderline. It's on Netflix, though. So you'll cut through it. No, I don't have there's, Netflix. There's some good stuff. You have Netflix? I'll see if I can. Find I'll send a you my fucking info, bro. <laughs> it's on T-Mobile. Yeah. You know, every now and then their shit goes down, but yeah, they get free Netflix. You can you can find things on on the Vimeo too. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, they, they can. That's like, true. Even though they're a big website, uh huh. Somehow they get like a lot of content through the. Yeah, but then the image is all weird. Yeah. And then every now and then, like they'll they'll flash like a different image or something. Yeah. You know, just try to throw the fucking algorithm yeah. off. It's not even like a product or anything. It's not. It's, it's not. not. It's just a picture of a tricycle. Right. Right. Yeah, some could, some oranges maybe. Yeah, it's like a weird. It's a weird messed up sort of subliminality that you're like, what? How am I supposed to interpret this? Yeah, it's a clown at a beach. Yeah, you're like. Why am I crying? <laughs> Sad. Yeah. He's a clown. Yeah. And he's at the beach. And he can't leave his lifestyle behind. Yeah. Like, then, like, uh, I don't know. Vimeo is always something, like, I feel like I watch only at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you, you fall deep down the rabbit hole if you're yeah. clicking on a Vimeo, you know, image. So, those images, right, that pop up sporadically, uh-huh. those are, like, um, those are what's going to fuel your, your dreams. You think so? Yeah, right? You're just like, oh, no, I got to kill this, this clown with this carrot. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, And the clown, it, as soon as you hit him with it, it's like a retractable carrot, and it never really stabs. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, the clown's got superpowers. So you, you feel know? impotent, right? You're like, you definitely I, feel You're impotent. like, I gained the courage to actually follow uh-huh. through with the action, but at the end, I just didn't have the, the muster. Like, I didn't have... Dude, I have so many fucking... That's why I wake up scared and need to do shit. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I feel I have so many dreams where I'm like trying to run and, it, and just the legs aren't working or something. Oh, I, I don't have those kind of dreams. No, but... Uh, what kind of dreams do you get, man? I mean, I do have nightmares, but right. it's never like my own impotence or anything, mm-hmm. right? It's just mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is weird. Why am I here? Uh huh. Right? Why? Why is that person doing that? Uh, 
I try not to remember them because I feel, I feel like that could easily be like you know why am I a jack in the box and why is that person you know eating eating you know dipping their burger in their drink or something oh yeah like not that bad of a dream oh like, no well it's sorry as I, I try not to uh, remember my dreams because I'm like yeah. I'm not one of these folk <laughs> psychology guys uh-huh. who's like I gotta interpret my dreams right yeah neither am I. Right. Yeah, because it's like, because it becomes kind of uh, self-indulgent. Like, yeah. I've met a lot of people who are, like, really into, like, doing a really, like, mediocre psychology and, and interpreting things in certain ways. Uh-huh. And I don't want to ever, like, persuade myself to believe in things that I, like, because it becomes easier to persuade yourself of things that lack sort of evidence mm-hmm. the more you do it. And I never want to fall into that groove, right, of, like, one to like psychoanalyze yourself in that way, mm-hmm. but also to psych- psychoanalyze other people. Yeah. Which like, I, I know like as Latina, you, you've probably seen like, you've seen a lot of people generalize how other people behave. Dude, dude. Just, just this weekend we had a, a party. My mother-in-law was talking to my great aunt. They had never met before. They had a full on hour long conversation in just generalities. Like, it was, it was fucking shit like, you know, según la sal es mala, pero pues, hay unos que dicen que el azúcar está peor. You know, like, yeah. and then she's like, ah, sí, yo no como sal, no, no, no es bueno. But like, these, these very like, just weird, what's on to the next topic of how general can we be? And I think they had a great time. <laughs> so yeah, I, well, I think I part you. of it is like, sometimes like, to be cordial, people will, yeah. They won't have hard decisions. No. Yeah, they, they will just, like, float around the <clears throat> the realm of, like, like knowledge that they picked up off an infomercial. Right, right. Or, like, the news or... Yeah. And which, like, you know, Latino news is very scandalous and they're so trying scandalous. to scare you all the time, uh-huh. bro. Um, but, yeah, it's weird because, you know, as humans, we try... Like, there's a way in which we want to be scientific and like categorize things and like kind of make sense of the world by labeling things and putting them into different avenues. Mm-hmm. But we're also really bad at it. Like we, we know like we kind of, we understand that there's a framework about it, yeah. but we don't know how to like scrutinize it well. Man, I, yeah, because a lot of the times we deal with our own biases and, and experiences and we can't separate even, you know, anecdotal evidences when it comes to like just, okay, well the, the facts uh, you know, speak, say something different, you know, we've been dealing with coronavirus and stuff like that. And just, it seems like not a lot of people know what the fuck is going on. And, and it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. You know, even scientists are like, rightly so. They're like, fuck, I think we have to wait to see the numbers when this is all done to give you a really good answer. That's probably the best answer, you know? Yeah. Um, still probably shouldn't go cough on people on the fucking street. Yeah. Here's like the, the weird juxtaposition that, uh, I feel like we should look at with COVID. Mm. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever come across this idea, but we're, it seems like we're not, we didn't evolve to be intelligent. We evolved to survive. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like an example that I came across some time ago was like, you know, like proto-humans or like even cavemen or whatever. When they heard a rustling in like the, the weeds, mm-hmm. right, they'd go, I'm going to play it safe and think that's an animal, a creature. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to run away yeah. versus just thinking, hey, that might just be the wind. Right. They weren't very scientific about it. Uh, and we just, we came from those people. We came from people who would rather survive. Yeah. Than, We're like, still those freaking people. We, yeah, we still are. Like yeah. in a large, large degree, like a good swath of the population is mm-hmm. 
but the thing is, like, so we came from people who play it safe, but during COVID, we're playing it, we're people who are playing ignorant. Like, I think a large amount of population. Yeah. And it's, it's funky to see, or try to understand what the mechanism is between, between, like, wearing your mask mm-hmm. for the sake of safety. Yeah. And not wearing it and trying to figure out what that is. Like, what sort of freedom are you expressing by not wearing a mask? Like, it's it's such a small thing to do. Yeah. Hey, man, you're in a mask shop here and now. Yeah. Though I, I figured, I mean, you know, we were out here. We got plenty of space between us. Um, I, I knew people personally that got that got it. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I came to the belief that if you uh, are not in and around somebody that's definitely contagious at the moment, then I think you're okay. Because it, it seemed to have that, like, if you do isolate those people, it really does, um, you know, limit the spread. But but I agree. I agree. We're not taught to be very smart. And, and some people might say that this was an overreaction. But, uh, you know, when everybody was saying that they were sick back in February and January, they're like, I think I got it, you know, whatever. I had and I and I probably I'll start stop making this fucking joke, but it was real. I my 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 lady was very fucking sick. I took her to Kaiser, and there was a fucking the longest line of sick ass people waiting to get into fucking urgent care I've ever seen. I, I had said that it looks like fucking they're they're releasing a new iPhone out here, <laughs> yeah. and it was like fucking it, we we got in, and you know they helped everybody out. Boom, uh, but maybe we should take more precautions when everybody the fuck is sick, man. Like we're way too comfortable. with just like, Oh, that person's sick or this person's sick in my family. I'm still going to like go over to their party or I'm still going to be cooking food or some shit. We, we, maybe this will wake people up to be like, no man, if you're sick for real, stay home, you know? Yeah. Uh, I like, I know people whose family members like died from it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and also same, man. it's same. kind of the same argument with like climate change. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't believe in climate change, yeah, why not make efforts to just make the world better? And, and this whole thing was evidence that that we do have an impact. LA had some of the most beautiful fucking days yep. when everybody stayed the fuck home and didn't drive their shit car. Yeah, like it, it was real. It was a real fucking difference. And if the common cold is so prevalent, right? Yeah, why not take this opportunity to like hit multiple birds with one stone? Yeah, dude. Like I'm sure some people just haven't gotten sick at all when they would have normally just. <clears throat> done that so like in a sense you've stopped certain strains of yeah. the cold from coming out right what what do you mean you have you stop certain strains like well it, the, the cold is always changing yeah it's always like that, that virus mutating yeah. different yeah it's, it's like a shot like 23 different strains in one season kind of a deal right like it's, it's oh, like i think that's the myriad. flu but like the cold oh yeah you're right you're yeah. right that is the flu um but you, and also the flu yeah. right yeah so, so there, the flu. there are a couple of things that you can be doing right in like yeah, why not use this um, excuse to stay home and be more preventative with your safety and health to just like kind of like really reduce any illness that you would have gotten to begin with by just being outside yeah, and working. Man. Dude, seriously, every you know, just because COVID's like on the news doesn't mean every other fucking disease like fucking took a vacation. Like it's all still fucking out there. And it should go to show how often your fucking body interacts with so much shit in the world like it's yeah. it really is on a on a on a constant barrage of 
sick shit, you know, of you picking your nose and touching the doorknob and like it's just yeah. it's just a mess. You know, going to the restroom after your, you know, father in law ate Tommy's the day before, like that shit's a mess. Like yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. should clean That's very specific, but yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> a little fucking traumatized and I'm yeah. throwing people under the bus. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, I I do like that idea of like picking your nose and touching the doorknob. Do you like? We're, okay, I got my keys. I got my yeah. phone. Like, pick my nose. Touch. Touch you the doorknob. Go. Yeah, usually. You, you, maybe it's on the way in. You know, I just pick my nose. I'm I'm touching the doorknob oh. on the way in the house. Yeah, it's like an OCD where you're like, I got. You got to pick your nose. I got to go in and then turn. Yeah. It's like a bop it sort of situation. Nose, where you have to go knob, in. Yeah, uh-huh. and then you have to like pull like a like a little like tether that you have on your keychain and. Definitely. It's definitely. like a whole bop it situation that you have to total do. Bop yeah. It. Yeah. Total, total bop it. Total bop it of infectious yeah. uh, spread. I love it. I love it. Uh, what was the larger topic? Oh, wait. Can I share this thing yeah, about... Yeah. Um, Go for it, man. About, it's, like, it's seeming cool yeah. in, like, ordering uh, be- beverages at a bar. Uh-huh. By the way, my, my favorite bar, yeah. and I hate that it's gentrified now. Go for it. Is uh, the Verdugo in Glasgow Park. Oh, yeah, Cypress man. Park, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they have a great tap list. I mean... That's what I hear. I don't drink beer. I like oh, liquor. No? Right. Okay. But I don't. I didn't know about Moscato. So who knows where I'm at, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be on your defense if it was like, oh, you know what? It's like a like a lot of things. There there are probably a lot of things that we're all into that we just don't go very deep on, right? Yeah. And that's that. That's okay until you know you're like, oh shit, you could go deeper on that. Then it's yeah. kind of like, all right. Well, I don't, I don't like doing that because it feels like alienating to other people. Like, I, you know, I, I remember you being that guy. I was like, uh-huh. you don't know about that. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just like I'm just gonna like chill and not feel like preemptively like I'm gonna be attacked for not right. like like I'm a big fan of Death Grips, which is I, I really recommend anyone listening to listen to Death Grips. Death Grips. Yeah, Death Grips. No, what is Death Grips? Uh, someone described it as like uh, a rap, like or like um, noise music. Some people call it like new, me- not new metal, um, oh. industrial like sounds and like. Uh, just, just do it. I'm not. See, that's that's the see, thing. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. But I, I'll listen to like Death Grips. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'll listen to like an album at least once every week. Really? Right. Um. So, so there's your, your example. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's a so, good example. Uh, I remember one time I was. Um, I just wanted to impress my friends. We weren't like dating or anything, right? But she was a chick. Still is a chick. Oh, and then, cool. yeah, she's like, um, we, we pull up to the Verdugo. We're both at the bar. I'm just like, uh, to the bartender, I go, let me have two micheladas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just that gesture, dude, she was like, oh, like, she was really impressed, right? Mm-hmm. That I would order a drink for her, right, and myself, right? And and not only that, was it was like an ethnic sort of drink, right? That's true. It's like you order two Coronas. Oh, she's a white girl, by the way. There you go. Yeah. So even better, she's like, oh, he's representing his culture. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, Bringing me in. I don't like them. They taste bad. That was the first I time I ever had one. I hate fucking micheladas, yeah? dude. Yeah. So does my lady. Like we, I've, yeah. I've spent so much money trying to get her a michelada at different fucking spots, and she tastes it and she's like, nope. Yeah. Just hates it. Just hates the fucking. It's just the. It's it a sounds. Weird it sounds like it would be good. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, maybe. It, I mean, it's not, and the name is cool, you know. Right. Right. Mm, it's, it's a bummer. <laughs> but it was a it was a cool flex. Yeah. Right. At yeah. That moment. She I still know. talks about it. Damn. Dude, it's. Like years later, she's still like, "Remember that time? Got micheladas for me." Yeah, and that was like instinctual too. Like really? it, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, "Damn, micheladas, too. Yeah, two micheladas." Uh-huh. Also, say hi to your mom to me, like for me, right? And yeah, he's like, exactly. Whoa. Damn, knows everybody. Yeah. Just, then what kind of beer did you order in the thing? Because if you would have gotten like uh, um, 
like a golden road or something. It might yeah. have been like, mm. but if you did get Corona, that's that's mm, right there. Oh, I don't remember, but yeah, it probably it, that would have been cooler, right? Yeah, yeah. A Corona, but like uh, say it in Spanish, uh-huh. una Corona. Una Corona, por favor. Una Coronita. Una Coronita. Damn, do you get a little Coronita? U- unos, unos limon. You know what? So what? You know what? Bring me a, a cutting board. Yeah. And some lemons. Dude. And a knife, and I'll do it right here. And yeah. you start rolling the lemons. And oh, if you roll the lemons. Yeah. Yeah. The limes. If you roll the limes. Yeah, the limes. Dude, you are fucking top level. You might as well be driving a fucking uh, a Chevy Silverado fucking <laughs> with no back seat. Yeah. Like some, some like, I uh, imagine like a, uh, some food, some like bison, right? That's at the bar. Yeah. He just he gives me his cowboy hat while I'm cutting the lemons. As you're cutting. Yeah. And he's like. Metal, metal, right? He walks away, he like, leaves the bar, right. it leaves me with the hat, and I have all these white girls just looking at me, it's just like cutting lemons. Oh, they'll flock. Yeah. They'll flock. They yeah, like dude. The lim- <laughs> they like the limes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, man. It, it's a, I've, I've had kind of that, yeah, you should, by the way, you should get a truck, and it should say Felix on it, yeah. and it should say Sinaloa. Yeah. It would be the most fucking <laughs> dopest. You would have a whole different attention, like a, uh, just a... You know, you're talking about different fucking audiences looking at you. Yeah, yeah. That's a different audience, man. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. I'm just bumping deaf grips. Like, death I don't grips. understand. I don't, I don't get this guy's on. angle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's different, you know? He's different. Wow. He'll, he'll like, if we have a kid, he'll name him, like, like, Kemper or, oh, like, yeah. Quatli. You don't know. Oh, yeah, Humberto. Humberto. Dude, that's, uh, that's one of my... Uh, my uncle's names. See, that's uh, yeah. I agree. I got somebody that's named yeah. Humberto too. Humberto's a, a Arnulfo. Save. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, dude, that's a real guy. Arnulfo. He calls himself Junior, but we always make fun of him because yeah. he try. And it's not because of his name. We make fun of him because he try to hide it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, I didn't know your name was Arnulfo. Why didn't you just say? It? I was like, fucking name my name. It's like, oh, guess what we're calling you? <laughs> your fucking name, bro. That sucks. Yeah. I guess that's why you get a middle name, right? So Makes sense. Makes sense. Or your parents aren't dicks and named you that shit. I don't think... Here's the thing, dude. If it wasn't your grandpa's name, shouldn't be called Arnulfo. Or there's, there's another guy we know. They fucking named him Pantaleon. There and we it's, go. It's like, God damn. We just call him Panta, which is way easy. It's just easy, but it's like pretty pretty unique. I mean, I have an aunt. She changed her name, but it was like... The original name was like... I can't even want to say because no, you don't have pissed. to. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty bad, you know. Yeah, I think my mom also changed her name. She okay. didn't like it. She was named after a, like she was born in a convent. Oh shit! Yeah. So she was named after the day that she was born. Yeah. Asuncion or something. Yeah. Like, uh, Concepcion. They call her yeah. Concha. Yeah, but that's not her name. Okay. I'm not gonna All say right. it because she would she would be upset. Right? See, there it is. It's like a, a Tabitha or something. No, it's not. No. That's uh, not bad. You know, like, but see, you should have that right, man. I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you should be able to do that. But here's the thing, right? Um, I think that we're definitely in. Uh, we're always at odds with our parents and like the older generation, and they're like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's. It, I don't think it's. It's. A, I don't think you should get that mad because it's like they, your parents didn't know, dude. They they loved you. They probably loved you, and they're like, "This is a cool name." I think. Right. And it was just their taste. Yeah, I get that. They yeah. they did the best they could. Uh, yeah. uh, some of them, right? <laughs> it's like. Yeah. You know, if you have a good childhood, they probably did the best they could. And if you had, like, a shitty one, maybe you should blame your parents. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. You it's know what like I like about, era. like, um, Latinos? Um, I like uh, how people who are, like, from El Monte, yeah. or like even people from your Boyle Heights, right? People, I never mentioned this, but they're kind of like Okies. 
when it comes to like their taste, not just okay. like food, but like um, the way they dress. Okie's like like from Oklahoma. No, Okie's like people who live like in trailer parks. Oh, okay. Like, um, isn't that where that comes from? Is it? Yeah, I think I think like the Okies were the ones that came over from like uh, like in Stein, Steinbeck's novel, right? Like, oh, the grapes I don't know how to read. I don't know shit. how to read, dude. Yeah, it's, oh, you're, you're making me upset I by mentioning books. Last, I read, yeah, this is, <laughs> I read this I think in high school or I yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I remember it from, like the Oklahoma people coming this way. Yeah. Grapes of Wrath sounds like a bunch of, like, farm workers, like, revolting. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, part two, you know? Yeah. Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mexicans first one's, like, 1920s. Filipinos. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the real one. Uh, yeah. And then it's easier. Then it should be, like, fucking part two and a half, you know? Fucking Chavez gets rid of the Filipinos, you know? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. yeah he's trifling. Yeah. Trifling. Part three. Uh, what's her name? Not Lourdes. Oh, yeah. Oh, freaking. Yeah, I forgot her name, too. Damn. I feel bad. Yeah. She gets a lot of crap, though. Yeah, because that's all she does is just go around speaking that she's like, I was with Chavez. Uh, I don't know. There was, a, there was a movie that dissuaded me from believing that. I forgot her. Uh-huh. I forgot. Dolores Huerta. Dolores Huerta. Yeah. yeah. She also got a lot of crap because of, like, the patriarchy and, and huh. Latino culture because she has so many kids, huh. like, with different uh, fathers. Okay. Hmm. But they, like... They more so labeled her as a bad mom than an activist. Well, man, they always say you don't want to meet your heroes, right? Like, you get to see behind the curtain. You're like, ugh. Yeah. You know? But that's the issue with making a person the the movement, you know? The the idea is the movement, not the person. Uh, Before I get into that okie thing, um, you know what I think has always been interesting as a Latino? Uh Uh-huh. It's like we don't... We don't understand the opportunity that we have with piñatas uh-huh. and, like, iconoclasm. Iconoclasm? Yeah, like, destroying our idols. Oh, okay. Right? Because what are piñatas? Yeah, definitely. They show... At first, it was, like, the North Star, right? Uh-huh. And that's supposed to be, like, a sort of a... Oh, I think that's, like, Venus or Saturn or whatever. But it still has, like, some kind of significance in that it's, like, spiritual and mystical and, like, in destroying that you become more, like, material and you become more worldly and, like, you become more dependent on, like, each other, right? Mm. We don't look mm-hmm. to the stars for answers. We can look at each other. Then you go and you start putting Mickey Mouse up in there, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, this is an enterprise. So Disneyland, uh, you know, Disney World and all of their entities. This is an enterprise that, one, challenges, like, our religiosity as, like, uh, probably, like, Catholics, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that whole idea of no false idols. Yeah. And you look at, at Mickey Mouse and you're like, I, I got to destroy you because you're trying to monopolize like my sort of um, want or need or want of like of idol worship. Right. So you destroy Mickey Mouse. I love that as the take. I, yeah. Yeah. But we don't. Take. But we don't see that. Right. Uh-huh. I, I as a kid, I was like, okay. And I'm not saying that was like super bright kid, but I saw it that way. I'm like, like it, why gotta why gotta fuck up Mickey man? <laughs> yeah. Why do we fuck yeah. up Mickey Mouse? Why do we fuck up people like these things? Horse. They're such large cultural landmarks. Right. We're, we're, we're not worshiping them. We're literally destroying them. And mm. then candy falls out, right? Like, there's this immediate pleasure. Yeah. Well, candy's pretty cool. Yeah, candy's pretty cool. But the thing is, like... Well, before that, it started with the... It started as a clay pot. You put it in a clay pot. Yeah. And so it was... And then just, you know, you could decorate the, the pot in a different color. And then they're like, well, hey, getting hit by fucking falling shards of clay pot you know let's let's make it out of cardboard that's interesting that i mean if you really want to get into it like that sort of thing now that you mentioned the clay pot it's like you have this mesoamerican art form yeah right 
Yeah. That is covered in like new sort of like material material that's like the cardboard that that like destroys trees, right? That destroys the natural habitat of like mm. Native Americans, like the land that we're currently on. Mm-hmm. And you use that to like shield. You think you're destroying that, but in fact, you're destroying Mesoamerican art, like underneath, right? Maybe, but it's a whole thing. You know? I think we're getting. I think we're going into the woods right now with this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I like the destroying your own idols and stuff. But what? But what about monuments? You're destroying monuments. No, right. We're just talking about. The, I'm the, just talking about the piñata. Yeah, the piñata. Yeah, because I think it's cool, man. Like, I yeah. think we should like look at it as destroying like these things that try to monopolize our, like our our thoughts. Because uh-huh. everything that you watch, right, Netflix, uh, who everything that. It's owned by like an oligarchy, right? You have a group of people who just really have a concentrated uh, masses wealth, uh-huh. and like in virtue, those symbols kind of represent them, right? Or mm-hmm. the, like you've seen, uh, have you ever seen like? Damn, um, I'm sorry, I can't come up with the actual name, but there was a, like a an exhibit at Cal State LA like a like a year ago or two mm-hmm. that talked about like the uh, the failed. Disneyland projects in like South America. Oh shit. And like in other like like Indonesia and areas like that. Mm-hmm. And how it just completely devastated the surrounding areas. You know, it was like American imperialism trying to yeah. go into and they just destroyed things. Yeah. Like like right, right now what they're trying to do with Guatemala. What are they trying to do in Guatemala? I think they're what they're trying to do is uh start to create and this is like American influenced uh resorts around the pyramids, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the restoration projects are going to be, like, stifled or, like, oriented in a certain way that does not really reflect the interests of, like, the ancestors. Right? Yeah. And it's going to start to displace people, right? And it's... Um, but anyways, like, when you destroy a piñata, it can be much more than hoping to get candy. Mm-hmm. It, it can be, like, your way of, like, letting out the angst. And the Chicanos are bi- big, like, revolutionary people. Mm-hmm. So... Where do you think we get it from? It's not just because of uh, we're just naturally angry, but it's because, like, you know, we have all these icons. Like, dude, we have a bunch of iconography. Like, Latinos, dude, a Latino guy? Let me tell you this. You probably love wrestling, right? Did, did, did you get that from me going to fucking, with that middle picture? I was at, oh, I didn't at see WrestleMania that. in 2000. The oh, middle one. Oh, I didn't see that. Chunky I, I don't have my glasses on. Grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel you. you. We, have, yeah. we have a bunch of icons. We have... We have wrestling. We have like these Marvel characters that you'll mm-hmm. see like thirty something year old like chubby Latino guys wearing, right? Yeah. Which I have to stop yeah. wearing them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's like you, you're thirty years old you. and you have a picture of a Spider Man, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> your chest, bro. Like, yeah. Sometimes that happens because Walmart has that shit for like ten dollars a shirt. You're like, fuck, I need a new shirt. I guess I like Spider Man. Yeah. But yeah. but we love icons. Yeah, we're we're a group of people that. Like Morrissey, right? So anything, anything mm-hmm. that has like a, a symbolic gesture, mm-hmm. we're down for. We're down for, and we, we kind of have to move away from that yeah. and like start to recognize that. What are we trying to replace about ourselves, and project uh, by projecting that thing, right? The emptiness mm-hmm. onto these icons, mm-hmm. and then look at um, how, like you know, Latinos, we especially in in. The Amer- dude, not even just here, in Mexico, dude. Yeah. Being forced to le- to uh, lose the languages of wherever region you were from, right? My pops, he he grew up. Uh, I think he got he came here when he was like three. Mm-hmm. He went to Stevenson Middle School. Yeah. Right. Went to uh, Roosevelt and Wilson, 
Because he was mm-hmm. fucked up, so he went to Wilson, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, my grandpa owned a place right here on Boyle, right? And so the question is, like, like they didn't want us to speak Spanish, right? Yeah, that was, Which a, that I, was a certain time where yeah. that was the case. You were hit. You were hit in class if you spoke Spanish. Yeah. yeah. That, right? And the thing is, like, for a lot of people, you know, we have a lot of indigenous ancestry. Right. That we just don't recognize as a people. Yeah. Because, like, there are other things that, like, mask that, like, uh, Catholicism or even other idols, right? We're just uh-huh. kind of, like, lost in what we're... Well, that, I mean, Mexico's definitely like that. You go down to Mexico and you see that they they don't really like indigenous Mexicans. Like, the, you know, we, we spent some time in Guadalajara and you start to see the stratification of society, in, you know, where you see, like, really, really wealthy people. Yeah, you know, I started seeing Volvos and, and Mercedes Benzes and and fucking like um, yeah, just expensive cars. And I'm like, hello, you know, these are Mexicans, right? And it's like, no, but these are these are like Mexicans that have money. We got in a flight on the flight back home. There was a couple in front of us that looked like they were going to the states, but they were dressed better than us. Like the girl had like Versace fucking those those big old Versace shoes, I guess. Yeah, and uh, were I, they light skinned? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were light skin, right? right? So you start to see all those like European influenced, uh, you know, those are the managers, those are the empresarios, the people that are running like the government and whatnot. Um, and yet you see you see indigenous people, you know, demoted to like the lower the lower tiers of society. I mean, the best example, which was fucking Yalitza, right? The uh, I forgot her name, the homegirl from Roma. Yeah, you know, fucking gets catapulted with that with that fucking awesome performance and and a beautiful movie and whatnot. To, to to the upper echelon of Mexican society. And some people were upset. Like, pinche India. That's what they were saying. Yeah, dude. And it's like, fuck, man. It's, it's uh, those, those people, those senten- sentiments still exist and are very, um, they're very much so at the forefront in Mexico. And just for whatever reason, we kind of forgot about the Native Americans here. And I guess because we don't see that many. Uh, here in the states, right? But yeah, that, and that's, over there, it's like, yeah, you don't speak your language, don't speak your dialect. Not even don't speak your language. Don't speak the new language that was pressed on you by colonization, mm-hmm. because you know whatever uh, sort of like pre-Columbian language that you spoke, right? Whatever region you're probably from, right? You lost that, so they can learn Spanish, mm-hmm. and then you lose Spanish, so you can learn English. And this yeah. is like. Well, that happened. That happened because of just because of globalization and and the U.S. influence over the the entire world. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's yeah, not not just English, but like the standardization of different things. Like, there's a reason why everybody everybody uses the same type of screws across the world, you know, because it because of the fucking military industrial complex that spread throughout you know the entire world. Yeah, the definitely. military bases and shit like that. It's it's a uh, I get you, and then language is a fucking way that they invade and get into your culture. A lot of people speak English, man, but not a lot of English speakers speak another fucking language that are born here. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, I think we're missing that. It almost it almost kind of tells you how how dumb like Americans are generally because they they're missing that sort of the language cognitive ability. To, like, yeah. Well, we don't travel much. That's a thing. That is a thing. We don't get out to like other countries. What advantages like say English people have? Is that they get in, if you live in London, you get into the fucking channel, you know, an hour or whatever you're at, you're in Paris. Yeah. You know, and then a little bit more, you're in Brussels, you're in Germany. These people are right there, and it's not that big. We drive from LA to 
Portland, Oregon, and it, I mean, you pretty much are, you know, going to fucking ne- the Netherlands, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, 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 the distance is crazy. This is a big fucking, it's a big country. Yeah, we, the U.S. has too much land. Too much land, and we all kind of talk the same a little bit. Talk the same. We have, like, so much space between, like, yeah. cities yeah. or communities. Yeah. That, well, you know, that's the whole thing. But what I'm trying to get at also, right. and, like, you, you accidentally supported my point, mm. which is, like, Latinos are a very particular point, right? We, um, I think, I forget who, who it is, but we're, like, on the, the border of, like, several different, like, cultural questions. Mm-hmm. And one is, like, one thing that's particular to Latinos is that we can look at uh, uh, Latinos in the U.S. Yeah. is that we can look at black and white relations mm-hmm. without actually being in them. Yes, we like um, we'll share some of the black experience, right? We'll, mm-hmm. it, in terms of class, right? In, in terms of like being in the same schools, and we get like a um, like a personal sort of like we can have personal relationships with African African American people. Mm-hmm. But we ourselves are not subjected to the black-white relation, like inter- interdependence. Like it's it's almost like in the U.S., in order to be white, you have to be in contrast to being black. Yeah, you have to look at that history. But we can, like, as Latinos, we can observe it, mm-hmm. right? And, and we know that that's like, it's garbage, right? And it's garbage to continue to perpetuate mm-hmm. this like toxic relationship. But at the same time, we're like a major, not a majority, but we're like the next like. We're a big portion of the population, but we don't get, we don't get to speak much about it. We don't get to like inform others. Like, you know, sometimes when you're looking at someone and you're like, oh, you're making a mistake or this is how you're acting and I can kind of view you objectively. Yeah. We never get to share that with larger portion of America. Mm. And I think that's really sad because we make up such a large population of the world. Yeah, man. We're also our own culture. Like there, there's, you know, Mexico and El Salvador. And, you know, I've heard this somewhere before and I agree with it where it's like the U S sees everyone who's not in the U S as just like a pre immigrant. Oh shit. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That we're just hoping to get into the dynamic of like wanting to like fulfill the American dream and like come in here and work hard and like, uh, fucking, buy a, a five-seater, six, seven-seater car. and But that's not it. And um, But as, as Latinos, we can see that, right? And and, and as like, I don't, what generation are you? I, ask? I was born in 88. Oh, I mean like, uh, yeah, when, when did, your, like, did your parents come they here? They came in the 70s. In the 70s? Yeah, 70s. So the, my dad was like, what, 16 when he came, 14? So you're first generation. Yeah, first generation. I what? think, yeah, that's what I, yeah. yeah. So first generation born here, parents born over there. Yeah. So we're I, I'm first and a half generation because I like I said my dad was came here when he was three he grew up here. Yeah. My mom she came here when she was like I don't know, in her twenties or something. Okay. So first and a half. Yeah. And so we get to see kind of like the world for what it is. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to both, like because we see like the 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 way that the uh, different genders are portrayed in like um, Latin America. Uh huh. And we get to see how it's sort of possibly more progressive in the U.S. Possibly, is it? Well, it's it's just little, it's slightly thing. different. Yeah, yeah. And then because we get to acknowledge, we get to, we get this like this this different frame of reference. Yeah, we can start to like start to think about these issues, right? As immigrants, in That's in true. a sense, right? Mm-hmm. 
and we're not fully Mexican. If I go back to Mexico, no one's gonna give me a job or whatever, right? There, I, I'm not Mexican. I'm we'll also not fully job. American. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm in the middle. I'm like that's why I refer to myself as a Chicano. Yeah. Right. I like maybe sometimes I'll, I'll cool. I'm cool with like Latin Latinx, yeah. whatever, right? I can't do the Latinx, but I feel you. Yeah, but I'm a Chicano, dude. Yeah. Like, it's a very and you know what? My, culture. My aunt from, like, fucking Wasco would hate us saying Chicano because she actually fucking uh, walked with Chavez and yeah. and Dolores and stuff like that from, like, Wasco to Delano and, and whatever. And they were like, nah, it's a dirty word. Like, you're fucking Mexican. Yeah, that, that <laughs> so was the, like it a was a pejorative. Was like, uh, all right, but, yeah, it changed, but you can't get it by her still. Oh, you know, like, yeah. She doesn't want to hear it. You know? She yeah, just, just wants like, to know, like, you're fucking Mexican, get over it, and, and that's it, so. What's well, a form of empowerment now? Like, the it same, is, the, like, the word it queer, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, when I say Chicano, it's like, yeah. I'm looking at all the efforts made by generations before me. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, like, our ties to, like, the Mesoamerica. Uh-huh. That's, I, I'll never fail to recognize, like, how I'm both the colonizer and the colonized, bro. Mm-hmm. Plus, it, it speaks to the diaspora that you live in, the uh, the the movement that has been going on, the constant immigration, and where you fall into the story. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like I was in Medchaf for since high school. Me too. College. <laughs> Me is. too, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Uh, big shout like, out to uh, I think his name is Hector from uh-huh. on Los Cafeteras. Uh-huh. He led the the Mecha group at Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And dude. yeah, he, and now he's touring. He he. Like you think he played for Bernie at his rally and. Son of a yeah, those cafeteras. Big shout out to them and like the Eastside Cafe and everyone putting oh, in the yeah, work. The Eastside Cafe, yeah. man, they are they are doing really good things out there. Yeah, and uh, fucking uh, El Cerrito and, and whatnot. Yeah, dope, man. Fuck, I already got to an hour. I got I got some shit to do after. All right, we we do you want to do this again? Like we could set up another time, just come back on and we'll, yeah, dude, we'll yeah, no, no problem, yeah. Dope, man, because then, I, I mean, we didn't really get too much into the comedy. <laughs> oh, my started, bad, dude. We started, uh, but, but yeah, how do how can people go check out your, your show? Like, if you, you know, are you guys performing right we're, now? We're COVID, COVID right now, dude. Yeah, um, so, so, are there any things on the horizon, like things are going to open up with distancing and shit? It, it seems like people are going to start opening up uh-huh. so like, gradually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to partake in that because okay. it seems a little too early. Yeah. But also, um, I would say uh, right now I'm probably going to try to do social distancing, like coming out with like different um, sketches sketches, man, and short films. Like right now I'm working on a short film. Yeah. The stuff you guys are doing on Instagram is fucking hilarious. So it's, it's oh, yeah. good. Uh, with uh, Wes Martinez and Eric Silva. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big I Brown re- Boys. Big Brown Boys, man. That should, yeah. that should have me laughing. So like that's, I, I reposted it. And, yeah. Thanks yeah. so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's all yeah. good, man. That was hilarious. But it's like for sure. Or you get you guys are gonna do more sketches, release them on Instagram, and, and just kind of keep that engagement going, right? And so I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also, can I plug my Instagram? Yeah, I do. What yeah. is it? I don't really, <laughs> I don't really post like posts on there, mm-hmm. but um, it's a Joe Felix ninety two. All right. Uh, go check out that sketch. I mean, I, you know, I archive a lot of things because cool. I'm just like I don't want this to be messy. Um, but um, I'd be happy to more. come back and um, for sure. Hopefully, I can come back with some more. Comedy people, if you're interested, so we can all like, so down, talk about it. Even the big brown boys, you know? Yeah, I mean, I got I got two extra mics. We'll make it happen. No, we'll share some. No, no, Eric doesn't need a mic, dude. Cool. Don't yeah, worry about it. Makes him. sense. He'll just yell from the corner. They can give him a Rubik's <laughs> Cube, you know, sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he'll found he'll find the loud shit in that, you know. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. And then if we put him on the mic, he'll probably start singing Morrissey. So probably. Yeah. So yeah, more than likely. 
All right, dude. Beautiful, man. Thank you for yeah. coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was, it was dope, man. All Peace. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah.